First week of the NFL season is in the books. How did your fantasy football team do? Did, did you win cash? No? Hey, don't make the same mistake again. No, don't do that. Sign up for FanDuel. Win cash this weekend. Chris Prince from Detroit is an avid fantasy football player who has won over $656,000 playing fantasy sports at FanDuel.com. F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Join him and the hundreds of thousands of users who have already won money. The leader in one-week fantasy football leagues is for real. It's for real money with immediate cash payouts. The money's real entry fees start at just $1. No season-long commitment, no upfront fees. Play each week or whenever you want. It's up to you. Set a new lineup each week and win every week if you're good enough. FanDuel is paying out more than $10 million every single week this NFL season. But you have to play to win. Sign up today. Go to FanDuel.com and click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Use my code KREN, K-R-E-N-N, and sign up now. FanDuel.com, F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. New user special here. FanDuel will match your first deposit dollar up to 200 bucks. That's right. Your first deposit dollar up to 200 bucks. That's up to $200 free. Offer is only good for the first 50 people that use my code. K-R-E-N-N, Kren. Don't forget to use my code now. Go ahead. Get there and you will get that. Be the first 50. Beat right now. Go for it. You're going to win a lot of money. It's big. It's fun. It's FanDuel. FanDuel.com. Where every week is a new season. That's FanDuel.com. F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Sign up today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Jim Cren No Restrictions Podcast. We are worldwide, we are nationwide on the Sideshow Network. The boys are in studio, they're at Talent Networking. Terry Jones, John Evans, Mike Wysocki. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Cren. Jim Cren No Restrictions on the Sideshow Network. Thanks again for listening. We really appreciate it. Josh Folio, Dave Settemeyer, Frank Mergia, Wayne Wow, Corey Gale, and on Mike, of course, we have Mike Wysocki, Terry Jones. And uh, the sad note, our buddy John Evans is taking like a sabbatical from the show he called me he says he wants to focus on writing he has a movie script he's working on he said in a tv show he wants to pitch he said this is a big thing he, of course it is his career on the line but he wants to focus his time on that so i want the listeners to know we love john he's you know welcome to come on whenever he wants and uh so as they say guys the show must go on so terry mike and i wish john the best and he's always welcome here on the show, we got a special guest uh, sitting in later on, Mike Sasson, who's one of my I'll tell you one of my favorite local comedians. Um, I hate saying the word local because the guy could work anywhere in the country. Really, his material is very funny, mm-hmm. but he's just Pittsburgh guy. You know, we see him at open stages all the time, and I just think he's really bright, funny young comic. So he's going to be hanging out with us uh, today on the show. I uh, I'm recovering, as you see, my face is like burnt. It's bright red, burnt like orange. I got the weirdest sunburn. I was at the Steeler game on Sunday, and what an amazing event that is, right? The opening game against the Browns, tremendous. My buddy PJ got Josh and I tickets. I, I got some sound down there. He interviewed some people at the tailgate. We had a hell of a tailgate party PJ threw, and, man, it was it was it's fun. Like Christmas in Pittsburgh, opening it, day of the NFL season. <laughs> it, it is. Everybody had their best black and gold on. It was wonderful. I uh, experienced having about seven Brown fans sitting behind me. 
and we became friends, which is amazing. If they, if we could do that, if I could befriend a Browns fans like that, there's hope for the Gaza Strip. There's hope for the Middle East. <laughs> there could be peace. I, now I see how it works. Of course, we won. That's why I was a little more gracious. But mm-hmm. although they were a little rough on me when they were coming back, but it was funny. There's seven guys be, behind me, okay, and they're all Browns fans, and we're buddy. And one guy was an older gentleman who sounded like Otis and looked like how I pictured Otis, the character I did for a quarter century on DV. <laughs> Otis, of course, was a 72-year-old man, and he lived but in the Edison Hotel. And I don't know if it was the one guy's father, uncle, I have no idea, but he was there, and he was naming players for the Steelers like he was teaching them about the Steelers. Like he was breaking down. But he, he, the funniest thing was, I'm not kidding, he couldn't pronounce, he didn't know anybody. He didn't know anyone's name, couldn't, didn't pronounce. He goes, they'll, they'll the, they got the kicker. He's explained this, but they got the kicker, uh, Sean Squeezem. <laughs> now, 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 squeeze him. He a good kicker. Good leg, that man. What we had, which we had Squeezem. That's what they got. And he was like naming, yelling about players that aren't even on the team. I have no idea what he just thought. You know, look at that fifty-five Joey Porter. He will kill boy. He's good. <laughs> Joey Porter, man, that man kick ass. Which a brown hat. The Browns should get Joey Porter. <laughs> and the guy behind him, like, hey man, don't don't. You know, he's laughing about it and stuff. The guy, and I'm because he sees me giggling and stuff. But uh, we were shaking hands back and forth, and he and I go, uh, I turn around, I said, "What do you think of Manziel?" He goes. I hate Manziel, man. He's the worst. He sucks. I'm like, what? <laughs> he didn't even play. And then yet. the guy next to him goes, and then the guy next to him goes, fuck Manziel, man. I hate him. <laughs> I go, really? Is this like in Cleveland? He goes, yeah, man. We said, we're stuck with Hoyer and Manziel. Said, we don't know where to turn. So I'm laughing. I was like, oh, God. But anyway, yeah, we were going back and forth, jagging each other a little bit here and there. And they came back a little bit. And then all of a sudden, we won. Thanks to Squeeze them. Squeeze them won't. <laughs> but the, <laughs> But but the 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 game was great. It was it was fun to win, and you know nothing like Steeler football. It's a religion here. The the tailgate, the PJ's tailgate was was awesome. Uh, a lot of different people. A couple buddies uh, of mine, as you know, I, I think I'm a bo- I think I'm a boxer because I fought in the Golden Gloves. I think I'm, you know, I still think I can go pro. And uh, money chance, still a chance. Thank you, Mike. I believe in you. I thank you, Sarah. The Italian, just stallion, got, the Italian stallion, Jimmy Crin from the strip right. district. Monty Mays of Clay, who's the <laughs> nicest guy in the world. Man. I, well, I, know, I know Monty. You know Monty? Monty? Yeah, yeah, he's I, a good man. I know him from the gym. Like we always, we're yes. always working out at the same time. It, it's funny because I could just imagine you in the strip district, like in Woolies, <laughs> punching an octopus or some shit, <laughs> just training with a fucking box, running down and just, just throwing a fruit at me and catching it. And <laughs> kids running with me, but a- yeah, Asian well, people throwing you like it's funny as just kebabs. Yeah, we, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, we worked out a couple times, you know, Monty and I in boxing and hitting a bag and stuff. And the funniest thing was, I remember working out. It was Monty and a bunch of boxers, and I did like an hour, and I'm like done, man. I'm like sweating. I'm putting all my stuff away, and I'm like, hey guys, man, see you guys next week. You know where you guys going? And they're like, Jimmy, that was our warm up. <laughs> I said, what? He said, we got to work out now. I said, what do you mean you got to? I'm like, I just will have to embarrass with my head down, you know, get out of there. But uh, and Paul Spatafore was at at the uh, at the tailgate, which was cool. It was great talking to Paul. He's really in a good place. His head just seemed together. 
uh, quick interview with him. He was gracious enough to, you know, even at a tailgate to, to talk to me. So here, here's a, here's a quick interview with Paul Spetterford at the Steeler tailgate. I'll let you hear it here. This is me and Paul. I, I tell you what, we, we got we got all we got all the, the Browns around us, but I feel very protected today. I got Paul Spetterford here. I got Monty Mason Clay back there. I'll tell you, Spatty, we we got some reinforcements here today, man. Is that, you're, you're a huge Steeler fan, obviously. You growing up in the Berg, you know. Yeah, no doubt. I'm I'm all, it's a, I'm, I'm I'm this is Steel City for real. You know what I mean? So it's amazing how it's like religion for us growing up in Pittsburgh, right? I grew up in a strip. You grew up in the Rocks. It's Steeler Sunday, man. That's the biggest day, to, right? You, you wait for this thing. Yeah. This is, it's crazy because I don't know if that I've been around. I've been I've been around a, all, a lot of a lot of different towns and stuff, like different states and shit. Yeah, like, yeah. like I, don't you don't see this in the, in every in every place. Not you know this I mean? kind of passion, anyway. Nah. So far, we're being pretty. There's a lot of Browns people. We're being respectful, though, right? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, they they ain't start playing yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were, you and I were talking earlier. Yeah. We want to see Manziel do his debut, right? I want to see curious. that. I, yeah, I want to see that. I want to see what that's about. Is I want to see we can he deal with the pressure. I want to see we can deal with the, you know what I mean, certain things. You know what I mean? That, that's you know what that's isn't that is that the, that's I'm really looking forward to seeing that. That's to be the key for a pro athlete. Yeah, you know, you're being a pro athlete. Is, is it dealing? Is, it's the different level. Yes. Whenever you get to that different level, different there's different things that, that are involved. You know what I mean? Different things that the, the, the media don't see. There's yes. Different things that the people don't see. That, can he deal with that? So we'll see what's up. <laughs> that is, um, that's the whole thing when to become a champion, right? And anything, can you deal with that? Because all you guys have great physical abilities. It's that. Everybody, everybody can fight. I mean, when they're fighting, when they're boxing, they're professional boxing, and, and, and they get a chance to fight for the title, it ain't the guy that fights for the title. It's the guy that wins the title. It, and then you you understand that you know what I mean because yes. it's, it's a different individual right there. I remember Ali always used to say that it was the skill, but he goes the will, and he always says there's that something that happens at the end of a fight or end of a football game. I'm sure, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you find out. Yeah, exactly. You find out who you are. You find out who real quick. Real, yeah, it's a clear identity. It about like like yo, it's the skill. It's, that's the number one thing. It's the skill first. Don't make no mistake about that. Oh, yeah. Make no mistake. Think about that. It's the it's the skill first, and then the will. Then the will. Cause yeah. you might get lucky and find a guy that don't got the same will as you. <laughs> yeah, we've seen a lot of we've seen a lot of guys with will that don't win. Yeah. <laughs> no, he has the same skill now. That's the comeback. That's the thing that puts you over the hump. You look great, man. You look great. You right? You gonna you gonna you getting back? When you getting back in rings? Sometime in November. I think Tyson's bringing a card here. You know, I'll but, be at ringside. Yeah, my man. I'll be ready. Yeah, I'll be I'll be getting in. I do. I, we should train, man. I gotta lose some weight, Paul. You you gotta knock like 20 yeah. pounds off me, all right? Yeah, what? We gotta work on your diet. All right, we'll do diet and, and some road work, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. Gotcha. Well, not today though, right? We'll do the beer first, then we'll you know we'll start tomorrow. We'll start tomorrow. Hard work, hard yeah, work. Yeah, that's all. But you look great. Congratulations, all Thanks. the success, the comeback, and everything. I'm excited for you, man. Thanks, Pat. You the man. Thanks, brother. That was Spatty. What one of the, the great boxers ever come out of uh out of the berg man i w- wish him the best and you know talk about a guy trying to make a comeback and uh you know i, th- I think he could do it i hope he does and monty Mesa, like he's gonna he, this is another guy who's he's got yeah. championship talent i've seen him you know a million times million times man the guy can really fight his last fight at consult console they had mike tyson's putting together a lot of fights really is taking a liking to pittsburgh fighters yeah. he's coming back to promote some more so Spatty, and you know, it was with, I think Spatty was Golden Boy now, actually, with Oscar De La Hoya's area. Yeah, these, so we got some big time, yeah, great fighters here in the Berg. So it's nice that there's 
nice and spatty to talk. It was great seeing everybody and great game. You speaking of working out, I saw this new protein bar. You know, and you know, Terry and Mike, Mike and me and I were normal workout people. Okay, mm-hmm. Terry is like unbelievable, man. He's like a pro athlete workout guy. Mm-hmm. He works out like all the time, and he takes all the healthy things, the healthy drinks and stuff. The guy doesn't take any chemicals. I'm getting, Terry won't take an aspirin for a headache, but anything organic and all that stuff. And, but I know you do the protein bars and sometimes and protein shakes because all workout people do to recover. There's a new bar I called it Exo Bar. I was reading, and it has crick, ground up crickets, man. And I'm like, are you shitting me? I know we've talked about this a couple of times about eating people eating bugs and shit. But this is now on the market. Like, you can get this thing, Exobar. Ground up crickets would be high in protein, great recovery for workout. Would you do it? Would you take that or eat that thing? You know what? Would why you, not? You know? Shit, why not? Will you try it? Because it's just, organic now. I just do it to, to do it. Because you, you know do organic, mean? right? You don't care as long as it's organic. That's a bug. I'll eat, I'll eat a cricket. I ate, um, you know, they got them dry. <laughs> I eat a cricket. <laughs> yeah, they got them dry bugs. I done ate the, like, barbecue-flavored dry bugs. You ever eat them? No, they have barbecue-flavored ones. Like huh? barbecue maggots and well, stuff Is that like a that? thing for workout people now? <laughs> this so big. Is this going to be a, is this a new thing at the gym? You ever see anyone eating I ain't bugs? I no, but no. Most people I see, if they ain't taking protein, creatine, or steroids, that's... Pretty much about it. There's no one a little out bit of amino acids. No one with chopped up oranges and, and a bunch of bugs and in a bunch bag. of crickets. No, I don't. I don't see too many people just eating crickets. Bug bag, you, you bag know, of bugs, just crickets. There's our. There's my. There's our new uh, idea. Write it down for Shark Tank. Bag of bugs. Bag of bugs. <laughs> it's going to be for the workout people. Well, bag o bugs. Too, bag o bugs. Catchy. That's mm. a genius idea. Huh? Thank you. Write that down. <laughs> bunch of ants and and and, and stuff cr- like crickets, crickets. Must be the way to go. I don't know. It's, I was thinking of you when I read that. I was like, geez, I wonder if Terry's taking crickets. Cricket <laughs> Bars. Really, you know, we've seen it, Terry eat and drink some pretty gross looking stuff. Before. I know. <laughs> yeah. Carries it around. yeah. <laughs> like so, when I brought the drink in and everyone's like, what the hell is that? Are you drinking grass? Well, so so for, first weird story of the week, you know, as we like to always cover the weird stories around the world on the show. It's my favorite one, actually, in a while. This guy in Mumbai, it's always in India, too. It's always. You notice that? He was granted a divorce the other day from his wife and the reason for the divorce right you know they have irreconcilable differences this guy said his wife wanted too much sex and that's why they gave him the divorce too much sex damn married guys everywhere like that's that's insane we can't believe i can't believe that the (laughs) wife wanted too much sex Hmm. and they granted him the divorce he says she isn't he says she is insatiable (laughs) every time i walk to the door i cannot rest boom that was sex can't and, keep and, it in her pants. No, she can't <laughs> keep it in her pants. I, that's I, uh, freaked me out. I can't believe that he's married. That's wild. You ever hear that in your life? Never, Could you imagine? No, I ain't never heard that. Not no married person. She's not gonna stay in the market off the market long. No, she ain't gonna stay out the market that long. Right? Somebody gonna grab her up. Bunch of doctors lining up for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bunch of Indian doctors, <laughs> man. I went to Harvard. Where you? Yes. I went to Princeton. She's like famous in India too, probably from that, right? I mean, that's that's kind of crazy. Just she can her own show. Always want. Oh, she's like, insatiable. They say, yeah. But then again, that's a good she's idea. Driving her crazy because see, if he ain't giving it to her, she's gonna get it from somewhere else. So it makes sense for him to divorce her. Yeah. What did he do? Did he complain about it for a while until you know? What do? Don't you have a headache? <laughs> <laughs> you should. <laughs> what is wrong with you? My God, <laughs> he doesn't bang her enough, and he comes home. I wonder like if twelve she, guys yeah. working all day. He's tired. Well, she was, yeah, she was loyal to him. She just wanted him. Every was time. she younger than him? Yeah, younger. You know, 
How, not much. How, I think they were like in her 30, 30s and how 20, maybe she, 10 years younger, maybe or something like that in her 20s. But still, I mean, you know, mm. th- what were they what, before they got married? What, th- what didn't he know? Did he did he actually think it was going to s- slow down the sex <laughs> after marriage? Maybe that's what he heard from everybody else. Yeah, maybe it did slow down and then they got married and it just invigorated this new flame into her. <laughs> she turned to a super saiyan. I don't think he, sex the, the guy can't go out of his house after that since that's in the news. Nah, you can't go to the no, bar. His nah. boys will yell at him, right? His buddies will be like, look at there he is. Yeah. Not too much sex, eh? <laughs> well, now you're getting nothing. <laughs> He's done, man. I, I just love that story, Poor man. It's fun. Hey, I, I, on a sad note, we got we got to touch on this since we're you know comedians. Joan Rivers passed away in her 80, 81, yes. I believe she was. And that was kind of sad. Rest and in peace. Rest in peace. Joan, interesting career. One of the greats of all time. Do yes. you think one of yes. the greats of all time? Yes. And you know what? Chris Rock, there was a beautiful like uh, tribute that Chris Rock did to uh, made for her. And I think it was in Rolling Stone. But uh, he talked about how Joan Rivers is one of the greatest. You can't really just say she opened the door for women comics. But right. like in general, he was saying like nobody wanted to go on after Joan Rivers. She was that funny and she was that good. I mean, there's mm. not there's a lot of people that were like, yo, she's racist. She's this. She's that. And it was really that she's just a comic, you know, and that's what I posted is that comedians say we could say like the craziest shit and get away with it. We say what yep. people don't want to say. And, mm-hmm. you know, we might not agree with everything, you know, like Jim's style might be different from your style, which might be different from mine. And we'll watch a guy who's really harsh and be like, man, he's harsh. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's just we wouldn't do it. Uh, right. Joan has and Chris Rock said she has been relevant up until 81 years old. Which that's the longest living yeah, comic to be that still relevant. knows who she is. Yes, yes. I, I agree. Yeah. And uh, Jerry Seinfeld was talking about Don Rickles one time. Was still going at it in his eighties. And you're right about Rivers yeah. was really pop culture relevant with her shows on E and all the different things. Everything. Uh, the funny thing was Seinfeld said how it's amazing how much energy he has at eighty because you have to, you know, it's a certain amount of energy you have to put out to do a one hour show. There's just there's a certain amount of energy. And to have that in your 80s is amazing. And Rivers did a lot of shows in, all over the country. She constantly toured. She still had a bunch of those shows lined up when she died. She had yeah. a schedule of the like, next there, couple man. months. She was booked. One of the worst career moves ever that I think, in my opinion, that she did. And I, I I don't know if she regretted it or not. I mean, I, I saw the documentary. It seemed like she did a, a bit was, I guess, her and Carson when they fell out. You guys are you know, a little young. You remember this. But, but what happened was... I know you know the story probably, though. What happened was Johnny Carson had named her as a regular host. It was like on Monday when he started the four-day thing. And of course, Leno ended up becoming that guy, the yeah. fill-in. And he'd have different people rotate. But all of a sudden, he puts Joan Rivers, becomes the, the permanent like Monday night host. And this is the prime time. This is a gig. This is a time where Carson was getting close to 40 million people a night. Mm-hmm. That's Super Bowl numbers I every think night. The only woman to host it. He had a couple, you know, like Cosby would do it, Steve Martin, had other yeah. people, Letterman do it. Uh, but, even Freddie Prince was, did it. Yeah, you're right. Really amazing, right job to have. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you know it opened, made her career. She always said that it made her career, which it did. Obviously, it doesn't make anyone's career. To he do hired that. her as a writer originally. In, Back I, in the '60s, I believe that. Yeah. yeah, she's so witty, great one-liner jokes, which they need for that kind of show. So they look at her at Fox, and they, you know, obviously she's so talented. They said, "Let's bring her over here." They offer her the show over at Fox. She goes to Fox. The show fails. Carson never talks to her again. The reason they said 
according to a documentary I saw on Carson, it was one of his producers said that Joan never called him. She claimed she did, but but he but the producer said she called after she got the show. Like she he he wanted her to call him before she got the show, and they never talked again. I, I don't know. That's a an ego thing, a pride thing. I have no idea why they would never talk over that one. Well, obviously. He's She's competing against him. Yeah, because that was pissed him off. And it probably felt way. like um, she was like going behind his back to try and compete. You know, yeah, I mean? that she didn't call him the very first minute or whatever. Yeah, yeah, because I guess he found out on TV about it instead of her. Let that be him. a warning to you guys. If you guys <laughs> fuck me, no, <laughs> John. Uh, if I John. read tomorrow, the Mike Wysocki show yeah. and Terry Jones. <laughs> In company, it's going to be. And you guys didn't call me. <laughs> you know what? I got to tell you right now. I'll still talk to you. I don't give a shit. It'll be uh, fun. I'll be rooting for you. <laughs> what? Two weeks from now, John uh, John Evans, no restrictions comes out. <laughs> yeah, John, on the Sad <laughs> Show Network. Yeah, John's got a whole variety Johnny show going. A, he's like, well, he's guys, like, well, you know what? Work. I'm still working on the movie. Still doing that. Still, I'm in. I wouldn't lie about that one. Instead of JK, it's JE. It's a microphone <laughs> setup. It was an idea. It hit me while I was writing a movie. Instead of a cigar and a glass of beer, it's a glass of beer and a blunt. It's just, it's just everything's yeah. just set up. Johnny's taking over. He's like, just the idea just hit me out of nowhere, Jim. I didn't think you'd be mad. Actually, I actually wouldn't be mad. I, I was like, you know, that's what I mean. When Carson didn't call her, or talk to her ever again, I was like. You know, he had every. He, he was so powerful, Carson. There was no one was going oh, on. Yeah. Yeah. He made tons yeah. of money. He had his money. He had his fame. To never speak there, I guess that was kind of strange. I mean, that's their relationship. But but Rivers, uh, man, she she came back from some stuff though. Man, that was a tough comeback to, to, yeah. to rebuild your career. And one thing I admire about her, I saw in this one interview with her after she passed. They said it was Barbara Walters. Someone said said said, "How did you make it? How did you make it so big in your career?" And she goes, "Inch by inch." And that's a neat thing for every comic to hear. Mm-hmm. That's, that's yeah. what it's about, right, guys? You, you grind it out. She's the, she is definitely someone you have to, whether you love her or hate her, you got to respect her. Yeah. Inch I mean, by inch. I love that line. That is so true. Um, yeah. I mean, Don Rickles is still, you know, working too. And even Cosby's still working. And Cosby's in the 70s. But, like, even I've seen Cosby live. And Cosby, um, you know, I respect him. And he's the greatest comic you know he's in that he top is. three the best he's storyteller of, i've ever heard he's one of the three kings of, of comedy like mm-hmm. whenever i think of the three original kings it's always prior cosby and carlin like those are like in my opinion we agree with that we, but, you know, we uh, talk about yeah we years. always talk about that but uh you know with cosby he's getting a little older and he's not it takes him a while to catch on and stuff a little bit mm-hmm. and it takes him a while to get it you know we watch him on tonight shows and stuff and we're kind of like wow cosby's like getting old where Joan Rivers, I didn't realize how old Joan Rivers was because it yeah. was always the same energy, same wit. She did have same. She same. didn't give a shit. It was like, and, and you know what? Funny how point. weird the plastic surgery was so weird, but it worked it for her for it some worked. reason. Yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. I remember one joke she she told on on uh, recently, like a year ago or so. I didn't, you know, it's a, that's the comedian tells you a joke on TV. You remember it. that's a fucking funny joke. Yeah, she goes uh, something like she goes. I wish I had a twin so I know what I'd look like without plastic surgery. <laughs> oh, man. But, Jay, Joan Rivers, rest in peace. One of the greats. But uh, they're moving along. We've got to talk, uh, Pittsburgh made the news again, guys, and I'm always excited when the Berg makes the news, someone in the news. This was kind of – did you guys see this story about the guy at his wedding? He was on the Gateway Clipper this last week. 
the guy was getting married on the Gateway Clipper, and he gets arrested. The the groom gets arrested, okay, for hitting on a waitress. He starts, and the waitress was pregnant. Isn't that that's so? I love that. That's so Pittsburgh. Hitting well, on a pregnant waitress honey. at his own wedding. He, you know, yeah, yeah, that's the, a, yeah, the that's pregnant a Pittsburgh waitress, show. and he's allegedly groping her and grabbing her. And the boyfriend kicked his ass. The waitress's boyfriend kicks his ass. So like a brawl ensues, and he gets arrested at his wedding, grabbing at the waitress, man. That's awesome. He, you know he didn't even know she was pregnant. He's probably like, you, you know, I like chubby ones like you. You're hot. Don't let nobody kid you. You're hot. Don't even lose the weight for me. She's like, I'm eight months pregnant, you asshole. And he said, doesn't matter. Plain hard to get. It's okay with me. My boyfriend Stosh is right over there. He's a bodybuilder. He's cricket bars for breakfast, man. Kick your ass. I don't care. I love you. You're getting married. I don't care. I love you. This common beardish boat down the high. Let's leave. It's you and I. He gets in a fight. Could you believe? Only in Pittsburgh. That's national that's news. Yeah. Groping very, pregnant women trying to get cream for his coffee. That's ridiculous. I was very proud of that story. Yeah. Very happy for them. You can't put that in your coffee, sir. That's awesome. That is wedding the groom off to a good start. Yeah, man, yeah. that's really gonna make the wife feel yeah. great. There's no argument there. Huh? Oh yeah, you're trying to cheat <laughs> on me three minutes after, after we got oh, married. Yeah, with the pregnant <laughs> with the waitress. Pregnant, pregnant waitress. Mm. You can't write that. Come no. I guess he figures she can't get pregnant at this no, point. No, yeah. so exactly. She yeah, might as well take a shot. Might as well take a shot. She, she definitely puts out. out. Yeah, you know maybe I mean? say, listen, honey, this married thing. I'm sure she's trying to get used to it, okay? <laughs> I don't trying think to get used to the commitment thing. That's all. <laughs> you know? I'm just trying. On the clipper, too. That's so Pittsburgh. That is all. always yes. so Pittsburgh. <laughs> What happened? Why'd you do it? It's boats. It turns me on. You know? <laughs> Can't help it. The clipper, man. We were turning down the point we made turning that turn. Down. I just went nuts. I went nuts. How about a quickie smelling the Monongahela River right next to us? Uh, <laughs> hot. <laughs> that baby traumatized for life already. Oh, God. Her babies were big. <laughs> they were swelled up. <laughs> yeah. So, God bless them, huh? Good luck to, good luck to those guys. Mm-hmm. And I say, that's my favorite story also Pittsburgh He's going to hear about that the rest of his married life Every day I don't think he's going to be married that long no, I think, I, They're not yeah. divorced court right uh, now right? Yeah, yeah right. they're on divorce yep. court mm-hmm. yep. In the uh, Mumbai guy I know that's what's going to happen <laughs> <laughs> huh? he, he could be great at yeah. Go after that waitress The Indian guy I want to meet the waitress too <laughs> Hey we're going to take a quick pause For a commercial break right here on Jim Cren No Restrictions it's Jim Cren for GoDaddy.com. Put your website to work while you play. You know, a website works 24-7. So no matter where you are, what you're doing, people can still find you online. Start building your website today at GoDaddy. It starts with a .com domain. Enter promo code 199-CREN, 199-K-R-E-N-N, at checkout to get your .com for just $1.99. Some limitations apply. See the website for details. Go to GoDaddy.com now. No restrictions. So we, we have so much great sports going on right now with you know our Buccos. Or, uh, congratulations, Andrew McCutcheon, cover of Sports Illustrated. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When, you know, the one man. of the Buccos. Kutch. Yeah, Kutch is the man. 
I want to meet Kutch. He's a great guy. I got to meet Kutch. One really nice guy. I got a chance to do batting practice with this with the Pirates last year, a couple years ago. Imagine that. Me right before is, his MVP season. Right before yeah. His, yeah, me, Alvarez, and McCutcheon were, were rotating in doing bad and crap. It was the greatest. <laughs> I know. It was awesome. <laughs> didn't you say they were like, yo, who the, Oh, yeah. Where, where the they they didn't warn tell them who it was. Yeah, they're like, who's this fat guy? Who's this old fat guy taking <laughs> How bad? How bad are we that we signed this guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the new first baseman. <laughs> yo. He's trying to his aging to trade me now. <laughs> Jeez. You got this guy, Kren. I don't know who the hell he is. We <laughs> traded a pitcher. And the worst part, oh, I had his, I had McCutcheon's number too. No, it's like, what it was. Is he going to replace me? How did he get my number? What the hell is this all about, man? Oh man! Now he couldn't have been more gracious, though. He's such a nice guy. Him and him and Neil Walker, man, real good guys. Pirates, a nice clubhouse, but the, it's fun. The Steelers won, and so we got to get. Let's let's do a little sports, Mikey, since we're in a, in a good sports mood here in the bar. Mike Wysocki with Twisted Sports. Well, thank God football is here and the baseball season heating up because weekend TV for the last few weeks has been nothing but golf and tennis, which made me think, what the hell ever happened to Tiger Woods? He's still around, but since everyone found out he's kind of a sleazeball, he hasn't won anything at all. Tiger was getting more white ass than a rocking chair on a Cracker Barrel porch. (laughs) 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 But... But in a sport filled with douchebags, no tipping Tiger stands out. And it's why I don't like golf. It looks like fun, according to Caddyshack and Happy Gilmore. But it's a world filled with guys in $300 shirts and $1,000 clubs making Mexican and gay jokes all day. Angry pricks who swear and throw their clubs if they're not playing well. Not all of them, of course, or that would be racist. Just, <laughs> just like any athletes, a small percentage of them are okay. But Tiger, he's just mediocre now. And that shows just how hard it is to stay on top. That's why you got to give it up for Serena Williams. She recently won her 18th major. Tennis, not a fan of that either. For the same reason as golf, I can't afford the equipment or the lessons. (laughs) And every man who follows tennis is relatively just a pervert. Young ladies in skirts who grunt all the time attract the creepers. But um, you have to give it up for... For Serena, just like Tiger, she came in and crashed Whitey's world. Now I'm just waiting for someone to come in and start dominating NASCAR. I think that would be awesome. But however, swimming, polo, croquet, and hockey players, you guys will be safe for a while. And to football, after one week of the NFL season, I'm going out on a limb making a bold prediction. I'm going to say that the Philadelphia Eagles will win their division. Terry's Eli Manning looked like Cooper Manning in the first week <laughs> of the NFL season. The Giants, Redskins, and Cowboys look like complete messes. Although you have to enjoy watching the Cowboys' billion-dollar, 100,000-seat stadium filled with Niners fans and seeing Tony Romo already in December form. The Redskins are the Redskins. At one time were great, now just irrelevant, kind of like Tiger Woods. Maybe there is such thing as karma. <laughs> That's great, Mikey. Oh, man. Love the Cracker Barrel line. Very nice. It was too funny. <laughs> oh, man. You're right about but tennis. It's weird. Yeah, the tennis. and the, But Serena was 18 majors, I think. That's I amazing. Follow, that's but I think amazing. that's high as the all-time record of uh, Martina Navratilova and yeah. Chris Everett, maybe. Yeah, she, ta- she tied it. I only watch her just to see her ass. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's real. <laughs> Serena is fine as hell. You know what? Serena, call me. That's the only reason we watch women. Te- fem- I, I have to admit it. The only, the only yeah. time you ever catch me watching... 
women's tennis is when there's a hot chick. It's yeah. soft, look at her it's ass. soft core porn. It is. it is, and they all do the grunt on the mm-hmm. back end. Ah! Yeah. Ah! I don't know why it turns me on. And the finer she is, weird? the more you root for. Yes. The you finer are, she yeah, is, the, the finer she is, the more we root for yeah, her. Yeah, I don't care if she's good or bad. Yeah. You'd be mad when the ugly girls she's, win. It, yeah. She, she, <laughs> like, man, she's ugly as hell. Why the hell is she winning? Right. <laughs> Serena got all that ass. And then she's they, losing right now. Yeah, Come on, Serena. But you want to console the good-looking tennis player, oh, too, when she's losing. Like, mm-hmm. it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. I'll get your ball for you. <laughs> I'll be your ball boy. I don't care. I'll run. Oh, man. Yeah, that's... They, they, that's the only reason, man. Other than that, I, I don't, I can't imagine. I've never heard a guy in a bar going, "Geez, I gotta get home, watch that tennis." <laughs> you know, poor Tiger Woods. Yeah, not that I was just talking like, about that the other day. He has not he's done anything. I mean, my God, yeah, this guy was banging pancake waitresses and winning winning masters. To go from just he's complete <laughs> domination, domination of a sport to just nothing like he's in the middle of the pack i don't it's, think he's even gotten close you to know what it is he can't anything. he can't it's afford pancake witches. Messed yeah, them up. she did and he can't afford the hgh and steroids anymore well very because yeah. of that divorce yeah. he can't uh-huh. afford all the high class supplements anymore. uh-huh I, you know spend all that money remember in- there was a time where his body was just really buff very bodybuilding oh, body right do you, mm-hmm. you think he was doing i think he was right? on he was on something because he said remember they tried to say like People were taking like dare antler and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I he was taking something to either push his insulin or to get those growth hormones boosting. That's my opinion. And he was you know, hitting it so far that they Christ. started to redesign Augusta to try to combat it. They are trying to make the holes longer and different <laughs> angles and stuff because he was just dominating the entire sport. He was, he was, yeah. It was an amazing run, and it's it's hard to imagine that it would be over. I mean, he's still just, young enough to win. Yeah, he's like he's maybe forty. Which in golf yeah. is different. I mean, you golf your eighty or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I see. Old, you can old win old in your fifties. He and, is you know, even he's early depressed, 60s. He is the most unlikable guy. When he was winning and dominating, he did all the commercials and Nike and all stuff. Yeah. He is just not like his inter- in interviews. He just seems so smug or something about him. Known and, for being a non-tipping jerk. I've seen lots of things on that in clubs. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't carry cash, so but, I mean, you know, someone that makes that much money and then doesn't tip anyone at all. In this day and age, with, with with the cell phones, everything picking up every every sound bite and everything. And I'm sure you know maybe Nicholas and Palmer, maybe they were they could have been assholes, but they they were able to carve out an image because they didn't have the cell phones. They were yeah. just car- carrying every line everything you say because you see tiger all the time going you know the fans and stuff you know guy brother get the fuck out of here <laughs> he needs an interview with, with oprah or someone or you know diane Sawyer, you know right oprah he needs oprah oprah, oprah, oprah can will, do it oprah will save oprah anybody turns people around oprah yeah. can save anyone oprah. lance armstrong knew that it, you uh, know look at um, he's kind of likable little now what's you know? his name uh <laughs> the the gospel singer uh kurt kurt franklin kurt franklin was addicted to porn and, and Oprah, Oprah saved, saved him. Oprah saved him. Oprah saved Kirk Franklin. Everyone yes. she touched, Dr. Phil, Rachel Ray, Dr. Oz, they all still have their TV shows. Yes. She, went, she blessed Obama. You went once, on she to elections. You. once she yeah. blesses you. Once she blesses you. You're good. You're, you get the Oprah it. blessing. Uh-huh. It's, it's she big. needs, Tiger Woods needs her. Because, like, see, back then, Tiger Woods had HGH and Nike, and yes. now he has, like, Pony and a '94 Buick, so we got to kind of like <laughs> yeah. find a way to get Tiger back. He's got, to he's, his got glory. he's got to like get get our get our empathy. Start the crying yeah. when Oprah looks at him, and and I know when the big questions coming when Oprah in the interview. Watch the Lance Armstrong in the interview. She always on the couch. She takes her shoes off, puts her little feet up on the couch, mm-hmm. and her touches her toe. And she'll <laughs> go, "What is it, Tiger? Let it out." And he needs it. Then he cry. You know, he well, well, probably, uh, I used to ground up deer antler. 
<laughs> Mix it with water and shoot it in my ass. <laughs> and made my muscles big. And people made fun of me. For attack. Dairy antler made me horny. How did I know? <laughs> I went to get pancakes. I fucked a waitress on <laughs> anybody. You know what it is? It's something you got to kind of keep that private life private, man. They, it's so hard. You can't do it do now. And world. you can't. You can't. Look at Ray Rice. Ray Rice is gone. Well, that he deserves was to be gone. Yeah, he does not. He deserves that to be different. gone completely. But well, that's the good part about it, where you can reveal evil. You know, my God, when we saw that last tape in the elevator when he punched her, I wow, that is. That's a sick man there. Dude, that's that a, it's a sick, sick man. He's two hundred. No he's two hundred twenty-eight pounds yeah. at five-eight. So that's a lot of mass. In and he didn't care. Just, you know, we always saw the, the part we dragged her out of the elevator, which was weird too, because maybe he didn't look like he cared about her. Like he yeah. dropped her. Two like game suspension for that. Then when you see the punch, then they then they get they're like, over. oh, this is mayhem. Because they forty million dollars is his contract. He oh, lost. Oh, yeah, it's still like three years left. He lost his contract. It's gone. Yeah. 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 Wow, man. You did you watch the video? Like the whole after I he did. punched her. You know what? I yeah. was wondering if he tried to play it off like she was drunk. Like if he was in there, like thinking there's no audio. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that yeah. here when I watched it. Did you think that too? Yeah. Like when he was, because he didn't know. I don't know if he knew that the cameras were on the elevator because when he was outside the elevator, I saw when people walked up. All of a sudden, he like picked her up under the arms, like you said, yeah. Tara. You wonder if he went and played off like she fell down drunk I, or something. I, I don't he know. He didn't. Right. He looked a little. It yeah. just looked a little dim. It looks, different. It looked, it looked a little sneaky. more timid. Whereas mm. before, and it, it was so odd though. He, then he like turned her around. And the, her foot was in the elevator thing. And then right? her head got almost stuck in between he, the doors. Yes, he turned her around and put the, the head between the door. And then the doors where, was where, about to close. What's that all about, you know? I think he wasn't thinking. Like I think he tried to come out and play it off. And they're like, what yeah. happened? He's like, oh, you know, a night in town, yeah. Atlantic City. What about the Man. guy standing there? What did he say? There's no sound. Thank this idiot, Ray Rice. Stand back. I'm going to put her head between the door. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Mind your business. She's crazy. She's drunk again or something. I don't know. What did he say? Probably probably did say that. Who knows, man? But, hey, he's never going to work again. No. I don't think he'll ever. And no team will ever sign him. No. Right? He, he, Maybe the Cowboys, but probably not. <laughs> you know, it will probably with the Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a you know. That, that's that's a, sh- a rough one right there. That's a shame. But I mean, I know Vic fought dogs, and there's people that did drugs and stuff, but that's a huge one to Whoa, actually evil. physically see. It's yeah. like he's and mentally he ill to do that almost, right? He's like, he's something good. wrong with the poor guy. I mean, he needs help. Not poor guy, but Jesus, what he did is evil. But he, this guy, I can't believe she married him. Still. Oh, well, he probably control. I mean, there's probably so much control and money involved. And it must be like huh? that. Like he has money and now she probably there's doesn't no money have coming anything. in. Now there's wow. no money. If she's smart. Those checks aren't coming in anymore. If she's smart and she didn't sign a prenup, I would leave his ass and then take half of that shit. Take it and now. Then, yes. Before, oh, before, yeah, yeah. before there's nothing. I, I give yeah. that marriage. Right? It yeah. can't last that long. Oh, yeah. Wow. There's a couple hundred thousand dollar checks every week aren't coming in uh, anymore. Uh, no. He's not exactly Mr. Personality. Nah, that fool going to be working at Kogo's pretty soon. Very soon. We'll see <laughs> if he's lucky. He's <laughs> lucky. <laughs> so, Terry, you went to the Comic-Con, and I know, uh, a couple weeks ago, and I, we were talking about that. I love Comic-Con. I've been to several of them. I know you're a comic book fanatic, and I, some of our listeners love comic books and are like you and like to collect. And the Comic Con is like the Super Bowl for comic book yeah. people. And you know, I know they have the big one in San Diego, but Pittsburgh is actually one of the top five Comic Cons in the country. It's really yeah. a big wow. one. Still, City Con is really big. A lot of people Huge. think it's small. Oh, it's a you, very big one. You go in there, and it's like, wow, this is amazing. There's toys everywhere. Toys that you grew up playing with. Um, 
comic books of all sorts. I got to be a kid again. But there, there, oh, there's yeah. some characters there, right? Some real interesting characters of people there's, you ran into. There's you always some strange inter- characters. Yes, there's. Um, I have an interview here for you, uh, different interviews here for you guys. Uh, people that were dressed up. I like to talk to them uh, more than the celebrities. You know what I mean? It's always fun to talk to the people oh, yeah. that we'll are dressed up in dress the up. cosplay. I mean, uh, Captain Jack Sparrow. Uh, yeah, like, uh, Lando Carlisian uh, uh-huh. ran into a guy who built his own Iron Man suit, and the Iron Man suit, the mask no. mechanically comes down. Oh, that's awesome! Man, so I have video awesome. of that uh, for you guys to it's see. Like, what are you doing in the garage? Leave me alone! Go my Iron Man suit. I'm almost done. <laughs> you know what's cool? His whole family is into it. Really? His kids are into it. They design stuff, and his wife was dressed up as Pepper from Iron Man. Wow! So it's like they probably have like some t- type of uh, like. A no family, romance. it's a family thing. It's a family hmm. thing. It makes it real cool to see like people really enjoying themselves being these characters. It is, except the rest of his family thinks he's out of his mind. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> he was, his I mean, his dance going, was, oh my God, what is going on over there? The suit was so crazy. He, uh, the one, he built it where there's like a magnet on the part where uh, Iron Man shoots the blasters. <laughs> and when he goes past his chest, it plays the theme song You're from <laughs> Iron Man. Oh my God. It is the That's, coolest I shit can't I've believe, ever I, seen. I admire that somebody has the time to do that number one he's like an engineer or something I, yeah I interviewed him and you'll get uh, he's an engineer get, oh you guys will get the hair alright here you'll it is get, let's, put, let's play hair. it then. Yeah. you have it yeah, right, let's, let's play his interview. It's the guy who built the Iron Man suit here. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Terry Jones with Jim Crenn No Restrictions podcast only on the Sad Show Network, and I'm here with Sean Baumgartner. I, th- I thought it was Tony Stark's man. Well, that's my alias. I can't be Tony Stark right here. I have to have an alias of Sean Baumgartner. So I'm actually <laughs> Tony Stark personified as Sean Baumgartner. <laughs> hey, Ms. Baumgartner. So this suit is amazing. You made this yourself? Most of it, yes. And it is uh, EVA foam. EVA foam. It yes. looks amazing. Amazing, man. And so how did you get the music uh, put in that? Like, how did you... Like, it's a motion sensor, right? That's how, that's how you were yeah, doing it. magnetic switches. So I just have a magnetic in my arm, and there's a magnetic switch. I just rub it over like, like that. And, you, and, you... and it plays. Wow, wow, wow. So did you have to preset the music, or...? Yeah, actually, I'm not an electronics wizard, so I did... Uh-oh. <laughs> I did have to do the electronics, uh, farm that out, but, like, all the construction and stuff is, you know... Okay. This is absolutely amazing, man. So how how long have you been doing this, or how long did it take you to make this, this suit? About a year in progress. So it took a year? Yeah. Wow. About a year in progress. That's amazing, man. And who else helped you with this? Uh, there's a guy uh, down overseas in the Philippines that helped me out with the electronics and stuff so you know they, they make the best stuff over there like in the Philippines and the Thailand because I got a cool mask from Thailand that, that was the only place I could get it from was from I had to get it from Thailand and then there was a couple cool masks that were made in the Philippines too oh, yeah, there's some, they do some good stuff over there especially with foam electronics and stuff it's really, yeah. really good but there's also some uh, guys that I didn't know of but there's some in the US too that do some good work too okay this is this is great man this is Iron Man suit is probably the best Iron Man suit I've seen did you go to San Diego this year no I did not this you didn't that would have been I'm surprised you didn't fly out there with this suit, no, man. This would not compete with San Diego. I, you know what? I beg to differ. I beg to differ, man. San and Diego is like the Uber all of like everything. Man. So, how long have you been coming to Still City Con, and how uh, do you dress up every year or something different, or is this going to be your new thing? Well, I've been um, costuming for about six years. This okay. is my first year at Still City Con. I used to do Wizard World, yeah. things like that. I started off at the 501st Legion, okay. Stormtroopers, Darth Vader, Sand Trooper stuff. Uh, then graduated. 
to Predator. I'm doing Predator tomorrow. Oh, nice. So you're gonna you're gonna be dressed as a Predator tomorrow. Yes, sir. Are you oh, be here man. I, man, I want to come tomorrow just to see it. My buddy's gonna be here tomorrow. I'm gonna have him take a picture so he can okay. send it to me. I'll be Predator, so that that's pretty cool. I just like doing the unusual stuff and go. Uh, my motto is go big or go home. Yeah, I believe it, man, because you definitely went big here. Thanks for the interview and your time, man. Oh man, it, it was great uh, talking with you. Uh, Terry Jones out. Jim Crane no restrictions only on the Sad Show Network. Yeah, that, that was incredible. Very interesting. Very interesting. I mean, the Very characters. Fun. Yeah, you were in some. You're in some funny characters. Yeah, man. Uh, you know the crazy thing about comic cons is that this is where you go to see celebrities die, like your favorite celebrities. Right. It's on over. Way. On the really out. They're on. They're just completely like finished. Uh, <laughs> they had Lavar Burton there. Uh, from Lavar Reading Burton. Rainbow. Yeah, because he, he's a he was science huge. fiction. He was huge. And they bring in uh now Vaughn Troyer was there but I didn't see him. Mini me. And I thought maybe well, he was I couldn't see him because he was behind his desk. So I went over he wasn't I stepped on him. Uh, yeah. it's crazy because you have to pay for these these pictures to get autographed by people. So like for, if you want to see Mini Me and get a picture because it cost me it's twenty dollars. Check this out. Or something? Dean to take a picture with my cell phone with Dean Kane cost yeah. me twenty dollars. Dean Kane? No, I'm sorry, forty dollars. It was forty dollars. To take a picture with my own goddamn well, cell was, phone with Dean he was King. Superman. Oh man, TV. kiss my ass. TV super. <laughs> he was TV super. Is that, is that offensive was, to comic book people? Like, super, is there like certain people that just offend? You know, like Dean like, Kane is Superman. No, I think it's just crazy. <laughs> the, is the Mini price. Me half price? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's funny for him. Yeah, exactly. Dude, I mean, and these and these people are assholes, dude, because they what? have the, to treat you like the your celebrities nerd. are. They, yes, they have to treat everyone like they're a nerd. They're not really nice. They're assholes. They have to treat you like you're Gene obsessed Kane with them. Dean Cain is an asshole. I'm hurt. Dude, you couldn't, even get, you couldn't even get <laughs> Academy Award to Dean Cain for yeah. Lois and Clark. Yeah. Oh, now, yeah. uh, Billy D. Williams, me, me and Ryan Billy tried D. to get an interview with Billy D. But 25 he was, years ago. his agent was uh, surrounding him. His agent looks like a gay anime vampire. And the dude was uh, like had these big shoulder pad like suit. And... Anytime you want to talk to Billy D, Billy D looked like he was dying. Like he he looks like he's a zombie. Like this dude drugs him and drains his soul and then just does whatever wow. you know to make money off Billy yeah. D. So Billy D sitting there <laughs> signing shit and people were trying to talk to Billy D. There's no line because you had to take a, a pick um a number and come back at four forty five to take a picture with Billy D and line up. Real. He didn't have a line like most people. You had to set an appointment. Oh, because it's Billy D. It's Billy D. That he, would be the king of Comic Con. It is right. It's it's, line, it's the black dude from Star Wars. That's it's how Billy we see D. Him. Williams. He is the black dude from. He oh, was more cool, than that, he was just a man. He, he was forty five. He was smooth. He was cool. He was the man. You know, you could get an autographed picture by Billy D. of the him holding Colt forty five. He would have signed it. It was. Like I would love $50, that actually. That would be my, That would be my screensaver. So my phone. I, I went to get an interview with him and the, the gay anime. Van Vampire dude was like that. Do not t- look at Billy D. He did Don't make eye no, contact with Billy D. <laughs> Don't near Billy D. That's what he sounds like. And that's what I'm telling that's exactly you. Exactly what he sounds like. You know what you're up to. <laughs> His soul is mine. I suck the soul, not you. Oh, it's one person sucking souls. And it's it's me. <laughs> I earned it. Okay. I put up with this cold 45 thing. I, mean, I, I, I weathered the storm, Terry Jones. You're not going to push your way in here. People ask questions to Billy D. He's like, you talk to me. I handle all inquiries. Damn so straight. we're floating I'm his around. Protector. I'm his force shield. <laughs> me and Ryan floating around. I asked for I an interview. He goes, uh, Billy D doesn't do interviews here, but uh, thank you. And I was like, all right, man. Uh-huh. I said, thanks. Have a good day. Yeah. And Billy D... 
came out of his coma. Yeah. Looked up at me, smiled, and said, "Help me." All right, now <laughs> you too. I was like, "Lando," really? and Wait, I walked said, away. He said, "All right, now you he too." He said, "All right, now you too." <laughs> and that was the smoothest shit. Wow. It, but these celebrities, there were a ton there. Um, Tom Did he Zavini, know where he was? I don't think he Billy knew where D. he was. <laughs> was. <laughs> he was drinking so much Colt 45 and shit. Okay. And, uh, Maybe he was at a U2 concert. Of course, our buddy uh, Tom Savini was there. and He's always oh, a great, great guy. Yeah, buddy, and, my um, great I love Tom. And then uh, there was like a bunch of other people. But I had a bad run-in with an ex-wrestler. Ex-WWE superstar. The ex-wrestlers there. Virgil. There's always a, there's never a good running with an ex-wrestler. There's never. Virgil. Virgil. I remember Virgil. Remember Virgil? From back Virgil in the day. Virgil was built from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, black dude, bald head, Ted DiBiase's bodyguard. Oh, oh yeah. dollar man. And he wasn't even. Virgil was cool. They didn't put him with the other celebrities. They put him between two Barbies and some comic books. Which he deserves. He does. And this dude was the. <laughs> barely a celebrity. Barely. The biggest asshole. Ryan goes, let's get an interview with him. I said, no, he's an asshole. He said, you don't know. Come on, man. Let's do it. I said, all right. I go, hey, I'm Terry Jones with the Jim Crane No Restrictions Comedy Podcast. And he shrugs at me. And I go, um, I was wondering if I could get an interview. And he goes, no, I can't give you an interview. <laughs> I said, why? He goes, see this man right here? He's my boss. It's an old ass picture of the, him and um, Vince McMahon. Yeah. He goes, I get paid $30,000 for this belt right now. Really? I get paid $280,000. They fly me to WrestleMania. Do you make $300,000? He said that to you? He said that to you. Oh Just asking why he's making eight fifty an hour at Comic-Con. At Comic-Con. Not even that. He right? didn't make any money at Comic-Con. At any time, the Billy D's guy come in, do not talk to Virgil. <laughs> Don't look at Virgil. <laughs> he Virgil's mine. I sucked the full pair. Remember, Terry? Dude, what happened? He uh he was going off on me and he asked me if I make three hundred thousand dollars and of course I'm very <laughs> sarcastic. Sixty minutes um, interview, right? He oh, wants your tax forms. <laughs> and I I'm very sarcastic, so I was mm-hmm. like, not yet. And he goes, What you do? I said I do stand up. He goes, <clears throat> You gotta make that money. You gotta make that real money. So I just started <laughs> fucking with him. I'm <laughs> like I was like that Eddie Murphy money. He's like, Yeah, 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 like Eddie Murphy. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> so he, he didn't know he, yeah. he didn't realize I was being an asshole back. So oh, he goes on this rant about being a valedictorian at the University of Iowa. No fucking colleges have valedictorians, Virgil, so you're not impressing me. <laughs> yeah. His daddy was the first black Navy SEAL. I, wow, so I really? Have, I have to Google this shit. because I want to see this. I yeah. don't believe that either. I don't believe it. And that what belt, did Virgil major in? Virgil majored in being Finance. That's how I make 300000 a year. He doesn't make anything. There's a website called LonelyVirgil.net that shows people Lonely not going. Virgil. You have to see it. It's all his booth empty with nobody ever there. And it's pictures. There's a, there's Hashtag a, Lonely Virgil. It's, really? <laughs> it's Dude, dedicated had, to Lonely Virgil? To Lonely Virgil. I snuck some video while he was talking wow. shit because he's being an asshole. Well, so I, I gotta if show I had you. a video that said Lonely Jimmy, I'd be fucking asshole too. Oh, dude. Lon- <laughs> <laughs> Lonely Jimmy is just him by yeah. himself. <laughs> yeah. At you know, no, no, free, yeah, no friends. <laughs> but, sitting there. Saying, I, I pissed him you off. You made 300,000 a year. <laughs> I end up pissing him off because it, he didn't realize I was still being sarcastic, but he got upset. I was like, hey, Virgil, I want to be like you. And he goes... 
Don't be like me. Be like yourself. Wow. Be like your parents. I was like my daddy. My daddy was the first black neighbor seal. Wow. Self-help Virgil. <laughs> he goes off and he comes around the table and... He Dr. filled you. Oh, he Dr. Phil. Ryan, me and Ryan had the most awkward... We had That's more fun awesome. with the cosplayers than the So Virgil said be yourself and he he get all emotional at all or no? He got emotional and he pointed at me and yeah. I'll show you the video. He said, don't be like me. Be like yourself. <laughs> 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 and he came around the table to confront me uh, multiple you times. You could have confused Man. them. You could have confused them if you would have said, "But I want to be like you because you make three hundred thousand. Yeah, let's see what he said. You know, I make three hundred and five thousand dollars. <laughs> you should have just said that. You should have said I make three hundred. I'm like, you should have said I make three hundred five thousand. Just, to, just he would have been stunned. I would have just threw him off for the week. Okay, I, then you can interview me. We, we yeah. can catch him at Trader Jack's flea market this weekend if you guys want to go. So, is he live in Pittsburgh? Yeah, he he's always at the flea markets dressed in suits and stuff. Really? Like, yeah, yeah. Why the hell isn't he on the show? How could you, Terry? Because he make $300,000. You ain't got enough money to bring me on this show, Jimmy Crim. Tell him I'll get him a permanent sandwich in Iron City. He'll do it. Tell him he's going to be your friend now. He's going to be your friend. You go see him again, Terry. And he'll like, he'll, you'll, Lonely Virgil. If you see him twice, you're, all of a sudden he's going to embrace you. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's true. You'll prove he's not rejected. <laughs> you know, he probably doesn't like rejection. That's probably why, Terry. Oh, he doesn't. He hates it. So he wanted to befriend you. I, I, that's that's awesome. Poor Virgil. But it's a great experience. It's not even the half million dollar man. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be like. <laughs> Don't be like me. Be like yourself. Quarter of a quarter million dollars. Wait, now his father was the first black Navy that's, Seal. That's the first. Is that what he said? That's what he said. Wow. We him. we have to look we that up. To find that. We will find. We will have fact for you next episode. Next episode. We're looking for. Well, man, that's a, that's a great, great trip though, Tara. Thanks, man, oh, sharing that. That's awesome. It was fun. Comic book, you know, fans. Are, no, did you before you leave this? Uh, did you pick up a comic book oh, you love? You know, I did. I I finally got one of my holy grails of comic books. What was it? It was uh, the Dark Knight Returns. Um, I have issue one. Mm-hmm. I got a first print of it. Really, Frank Miller wrote it. Uh, it's the basis for the new Batman Superman movie. Very the, popular with the comic death book. Set you back. Uh, this one, yeah. I already that one. I paid sixty. No, I paid fifty eight for. I got a discount. Okay. Um, this time I you found knew Virgil. You knew Virgil because I knew Virgil. Yeah. And Billy D spoke to me, so you I was too. the chosen one. Yes. In Still City Con. <laughs> this time, um, this trip, I got the fourth issue, first print of The Dark Knight Returns. And it's a classic cover where it's drawn, and it's just a silhouette of Batman and Superman facing off against each other. How much did that, this one cost? All this new. One? I got lucky, and it was twenty bucks. Wow, that's 20 a great deal. Time. Yeah, and people were like, "Oh, you got that book?" Because like the people try to trade around. Yeah. So if you go to a vendor, they might try and trade you or figure out a way to hustle you to get that book off of you so they can flip it. Really? So yeah, the guy was kind of like, "Oh, you got the book." Man, <laughs> how much did it cost you? St- Who had like, it? Like, he couldn't believe you got the book. Yeah, because he wanted to sell it because he has a one. So, right the now. Billy D's guy, what kind of, who sold did you suck <laughs> to get that price? <laughs> That's all I want to know. Because I paid $58 for that. I got cold 45. <laughs> you too. <laughs> you too. You too. Oh, man. That's awesome, Terry. Thanks, bud. Hey, uh, we're, we're going to bring our guest. Bring your guest up now. We uh, have a real funny comedian friend of mine. Uh, I've seen him at open stage several times, and I think you're one of the funniest guys, Mikey Mike Sasson. 
am I saying your name right? Sasson. You got it Sasson. right. Sasson. Sasson. Make sure you got it right, Mikey. S a s s o n. So Sasson. 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 But yeah, Mikey, I just see you in snippets at open stage and. Always think you're really funny and you know bright guy. Thank how, you. How long have you been doing comedy, man? About two years. All right, so I mean, uh, getting in it. Yeah, I mean, prior to that, I mean, I'd actually have been on the radio before that. Mm-hmm. And, so I uh, heard, yeah. And uh, before that, uh, you know, just working, work a day world and everything like that, and now getting into getting into stand up comedy and loving it. And we were talking about it la- last time at the uh, the open stage out in the strip about how this scene is really burgeoning with more mics, more opportunities for stage, more opportunities for people to get out there. So yeah, it's, it's a, a lot of fun and getting an opportunity to be on here. It's a great honor. And obviously you guys are hilarious. So thank you for having me on here. Now, one thing I do, I do want to want to talk about, I don't want you guys to have Virgil on. I want to have Virgil's dad. I want to have <laughs> yeah, the, the first yeah, black Navy, Navy SEAL. SEAL. You're right, I don't Mike. want to talk about some guy who did <laughs> fake wrestling for yeah. 20 years. I want to talk about the guy who was the first black the Navy badass. SEAL. Get that guy. Yes. If, if, we have to right, get, Mikey. if we have to get Virgil to get the bl- first black Navy SEAL, yeah, do that. Just to get through that. That's what I would do personally. And then, and then the other thing that I just wanted to talk about, you talk about yeah. here at the Steeler-Browns game. Yes, yes. We haven't talked about, in my opinion, the greatest moment in the history of Steeler Browndom. Yes. Antonio Brown kicking that man in the head. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> here's the thing. I was, I, my, it was my, my, my sister's birthday, so my family came oh, in. My wow. sister came from D.C. My had another sister came from L.A. She does uh, comedy actually out in Los Angeles. Okay. And uh, we had the whole family in. We're all watching it. And, and, and we're sitting there, and we had the biggest spontaneous burst of joy when we saw that. And I just want to know, what was it like in the stadium? Because it couldn't have been a cheer. It had to be just like, did we just see it was. Antonio yeah. Brown kick a man in the face? It was, it was oh, like one of those. Yeah. Like, oh, like you couldn't believe it. Yeah, you couldn't and the guy behind you was just like, maybe we need to get that boy. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, no, he kicked like, he kicks like squeezing. <laughs> no, but uh, to me, that was just the because it, that's what made that game so weird is because the first mm-hmm. half just exemplified the the you know the Steelers were the windshield and yes. the Browns were the bug <laughs> yeah. and that just exemplified because I mean, just the fact that you know not only are we kicking your butt mm-hmm. we're just gonna because we just can yeah. we're just gonna kick you in the face yeah. <laughs> we're just gonna physically there boom it's win like, victory us I mean just like that to be there and exclamation then the, point expo- yeah. and then the I think to me perfectly honest with you that's why the second half went so badly it's just like we cannot possibly lose to a team that let us kick their <laughs> Punter in the face. <laughs> yeah, we got a little too good for confidence. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, you talk about being overconfident. We got them. Yeah, Tomlin's like, all right, we got to play. No, we don't, coach. We, no one did anything. Right. We kicked their guy in the face. We just showed up. <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely oh, right, man. man. The videos and memes it, of that are absolutely oh, hilarious. Hysterical. There's a uh, this is Sparta one <laughs> and. And that and it it times it down. Uh, there's a slow mo in it. Oh, slow mo! This is Sparta, and it's just the Tony Brown kick. I mean, it was an amazing play. Did you see the one with with, with the Karate Kid? Oh yes, yeah, that yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> classic Karate Kid, Mister Me. I I created one. Uh, we just posted up uh, of Kung Fu fighting with okay. Carl okay. Carl Douglas, and every time he kicks him, it's and on the part. Brown with it. Yeah, and every time he kicks him, it's on the part where he's like Kung Fu fighting. <laughs> Yeah! <laughs> the kick's like right at the. Yeah! Oh. 
You know what? You're right. That, that's one of the great moments in, in, in sports for us. And the fact that we won, that's what made it great. Yeah. We had to win yeah. Yeah. to yeah. make it all good. You know, everything was just all right. It was always right with the world. It's amazing how much why we have that hatred for Brown. We, just, we grow up that way. It's the way it is, right? It's just like we just hate the Browns. Well, I, was, I was talking prior to, you know, really – all, all of us working class cities, we're all brothers, you know. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and Pittsburgh is the more successful brother of Cleveland, and that's why they. Do, I mean, because I've done. Some I agree. They've accepted it a bit. They have mm-hmm. because it's just like they understand that you know, and they're obviously like you said when you meet them, wonderful people. They're the same type of people we are, working mm-hmm. class, you know. Yeah. Love sports, everything like that. But there's just a certain level of pain and angst in their voices <laughs> in dealing with it mm-hmm. because I mean, how old do you have to be? To have experienced a championship, like when you when LeBron right. came back, mm-hmm. and there are professionals on the radio, right. like weeping because he's <laughs> coming back because there's hope. Yeah, there's hope. That's the thing. Oh, and so, t- to me, true. But that when you do meet them and everything like that, they are there. But it's just it really is a situation of like <laughs> their little brother, and there's no way little brother is going to beat you at anything. You're right because that's and, mm-hmm. and in the second half. When little brother all of a sudden was just you know that was, it was coming back a yeah, bit. Absolutely, it was scary as heck. But yeah, absolutely. you know what though, you could really put them in their place real quick, Browns fans, because as soon as they got you know a little cocky and started screaming, it's all I had to do was turn around and go, Brian Hoyer's your quarterback, and boom, shut up, <laughs> like yeah, you're right. Let, let, let's switch gears. A couple couple stories here, Mike. You join in with us on the cast here, so you're part of part of the room here, part of the gang. Uh, this is the intro. I thought this was a funny story that. I love Denny's. I love diner food. Mm-hmm. Diner food's great. It's the best. It's, I grew up in a strip district. It's all diner food. You know what? I, I love diner food, too. I try to sit at the bar on I purpose. I corrupt you. I corrupt you. I, I try to sit at the bar on purpose because black people wasn't allowed you're, to. But so. you're healthy. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I, just, I just sit at the bar and order milkshakes and shit. Yeah, black people wasn't allowed to have. I'm not going anywhere. Two eggs and a milkshake and some pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to. I have We're to not represent allowed my to people. be at the bar. Exactly? I'm going to sit at the bar I, now. I corrupt you. I'm going to drink out of your water fountain. Yeah, really? What are you talking I corrupt Terry because he's a health nut and I make him after we do shows I make him go to diners he does and he's like a health nut man this guy counts like every gram of fat and I'll like come on Terry have a milkshake I'm like the pusher <laughs> come on try them and then he goes I guess an Oreo cookie milkshake won't hurt me and I'm like no it won't hurt you it'll help you and boom there you go but then he's in a sugar coma and let's decide <laughs> oh yeah exactly man. <laughs> He's got to go work out 90 hours because of me <laughs> the next day. But I love that. They have an upscale Denny's now in New York City. And that is like the wrong. You can't do this to Denny's. You're supposed to be able to go to Denny's and do the Grand Slam and walk in there drunk, right? And upscale? Eat. Upscale. The price is tear. upscale? Yeah. Tear. You can get a Grand the upscale Grand Slam in New York City. This upscale Denny's. Three. Hundred dollar grand slam. You get a bottle of Dom, two eggs, pancakes, and sausage. Wait, the only thing I heard different was a bottle, bottle of Dom. Of Dom. Yeah, that's else. it, man. That's, it. that's some bullshit. I could go to Denny's right now. We could go to West Mifflin yes. Denny's. Oh, Let's just go get a bottle of Dom. A bottle of spirits. Dom. Yeah. So I get there. You're sitting at the West Mifflin Denny's. This is an upscale Denny's now. <laughs> and what girl? What, you know, the only reason you're going to do this is to try to get laid because it's your last chance at Denny's. If you can get her to get the breakfast right. From the club, and you get it. You know you're uh, the bottle, all the grand, the bottle Dom Grand Slam. So, uh, now, if you're trying, if the girl's at Denny's and, and you, know, you ordering a bottle of Dom, you better just go right to the doctor the next day. She was going to sleep with you anyway. <laughs> That's the exact same thing I was thinking. Right? 
She didn't have to do that. If she already went to Denny's, she's in. She's in. You yeah, have to buy save the dog. yourself $295. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get the whole upscale. I couldn't imagine sitting in this New York City one going, you know, I have a Grand Slam, Moozer, Miami. Mm, caviar, <laughs> the Renault de Russian caviar with extra gravy. <laughs> I would put gravy on it just to fuck with it. That that to me yeah. is that to me is New York. That's pretentious. That is that's yeah. what it is. New York uh, has to be it that. It has to be that. Because the tourists and yeah. you know be kind of cool. Yeah. Whatever. We have, yeah, we have a Denny's, but like, yeah. I, I want to be in the marketing meeting of the Denny's people. It's like, <laughs> how do we bring Denny's to Midtown Manhattan? Oh. Chic. How do we make how Denny's make chic? chic? Why don't we just do everything we did normally? <laughs> only we hand them expensive wine. That's dumb, man. That's crazy. It is. I, I wonder if it's going to make it. It probably will. It will. If it, I hope if, not. if they if it, they think it's ironic. Yes. If they, if they think that it going yeah, there is kind true. of funny, that it's oh, got a, we're at Denny's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you know, the models, the snobs, yeah. the snobs <laughs> and the models right have to go yeah. there, right? Yep. Yeah, and they have their one. They have their one. You know, the, they have their one Oreo shake, and then they go vomit it. Like that, that's their thing. Yeah, uh-huh. yes, that's yeah. Their thing. yeah, and you have only the hipsters and yeah. the people like you know, like Billy D's manager. I was in Pittsburgh. <laughs> this man kept coming up trying to get in with Billy, and I said, "Get out of here! You're not going to touch his soul, Mister." Yeah, Terry Jones was his name. I have his number. Well, yeah, don't feel he better. No, no, I stole feel it. Like they're the keeping phone. the riffraff out. Yeah, but then the thing. Yeah. Is, yeah. Then the thing is, that guy goes to a normal Denny's in Harmer. And he sits there and goes, yes, I'll have the Grand Slam. But yes, um, what year is your Dom? Yeah, really. <laughs> See the waitress's face. Yeah. Dom, manager. Dom's a yeah. manager. Get out of here, Dom. Yeah, yeah he's born in 1947. Yeah, what's that make him? I don't know. I got a calculator. How old is Dom? Dom, how old are you? Yeah, what year is he? They're trying to keep the riffraff out, but there's going to be a bunch of like rappers and athletes uh, popping yeah. bottles of Chris on pancakes. <laughs> Crystal pancakes. <laughs> Huh? Shit! Waffles and Crystal. I'm in, the, yeah, I'm in the VIP stall here. Yes, they're gonna have a VIP section at Denny's. Roped off. That'd be so That's crazy. Yeah, they might. You know what? That would be the place Tiger would pick up those pancakes. You're right. Yeah. That's upscale. Yeah. Upscale with pancake uh, waitresses. Uh-huh. Gotta have some fine about like, I got well, why not? I got the money. <laughs> I got the time. No, he wouldn't have the money. You're right. He wouldn't have it. The guy yeah. next to him would be paying. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, here's another story. A guy, talk about stalking. There's a guy in France. He, he had to, went to jail for stalking. But actually, what he did was it wasn't like he like tried to attack this woman or anything. He went to jail. He this is an ex girlfriend. She dumps him. He wants to get her back. Okay. He texts her. I'm not making this up. This is how many times he texts her? Twenty one thousand eight hundred and seven times he texts her to try to get her back. So he finally they, they arrested him. It was like some kind of, I don't know, stalking or whatever charge. How, how many times? 21,807 times he texted. Well, they should have got him 10,000 tweets ago or texts. I, I, I know. You 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 think he would have got the message after the 15,922nd tw- uh, text. I think the woman no was reply. almost just like, let <laughs> me see how long this could yeah. go. What could that be? Yeah. What could you be saying? She's she 10,000. You know, yeah. how many smiley faces can you honestly say? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How, yeah, really? What could you say in the fifteen thousand text? You know, or really, I really mean it. If you don't text me back, I'm never gonna text again. And then boom, you know, it's back. Yeah, this is the last 
one. I mean, yeah. it. I mean it. You'll never have me again. Yeah, you're about to lose the best thing in your life. <laughs> yeah, you know he sent a text a few pictures too. You're gonna lose this. <laughs> it's just a guy with sore thumbs. Yeah, <laughs> two red thumbs. <laughs> you're gonna lose this, honey. That is crazy. Stalking and is hot right now. You hear a lot about it. Very there's chic. A, there's oh. a lot of lonely Virgils out there. <laughs> lonely Virgil. That's right. Let me slide in them DMs, Stalking girl. Is hot right but now. it's so lazy, though. You, I mean, everyone's oh just God. sitting, you know, on their phone or computer doing it. I mean, you just have to like climb up a tree, and <laughs> grab a pair of binoculars, and wait yeah. for a long time for someone to get home. Yeah, and I can just work. text. And you're just sitting in your Boom, house. Boom, you do it right in your house. Lazy you're right. Pricks. It's a lazy, t- lazy yeah. stalker. Mm-hmm. How many texts would it take for Virgil to mention that his dad was the first black uh, <laughs> Yo, it would Fourth take... Text. It would take... No, right? I'm, I'm going to say third. Third text. <laughs> third He's and it, then right? the fourth one will be I was a valedictorian in Iowa yes and then the 10,000 text would be that I mentioned my dad was a but, do you think they just told him that just to make him leave like yeah you're the valedictorian yeah, yeah. I'm the valedictorian <laughs> <laughs> this guy's an asshole we're just gonna send him out to the world yeah, whatever buddy Iowa creates assholes you are the valedictorian yeah. Maybe Vince McMahon told him that. You know, that's yeah. going to be your moniker. You're the valedictorian. That's, okay. why you're the, that's why you're the bodyguard. Yeah, Virgil. <laughs> oh, man. That would be a wild life being a wrestler, man. You always see that. That lifestyle must be so weird to be a wrestler if you if you Mickey don't Rourke. make it. What if Yeah, like Mickey Rourke and the wrestler. Or if you just, what if you make it and then you have to go on the, the downside after – that's crazy because there's, there's, there's only school. one rock, dude. Know? That's yeah. every Comic Con. Like you go to Comic Con, it's a science fiction person that you just know. Eddie fucking Eddie Munster was there, and he still looked like fucking oh, Eddie Munster. I love, one of my <laughs> Eddie Munster, I don't even know Eddie Munster's real name. You know, I would actually get Butch nervous. Patrick, I don't know why. I know. Butch Patrick. What, yes. yeah. Why the hell you know that? <laughs> I know, He's I know Eddie Munster. Well, you know what? As a kid, I used to watch the Munsters every morning before school, and Eddie Munster was my idol. So I would have literally been shaking. Had you called Don't be Eddie it, him on yourself? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> if he would have said, "Virgil would have yelled at me." <laughs> Uh, Get yourself together. Don't, don't have a big dad and a mom who's kind of hot. Be yourself, Jim Crenshaw. What yeah. the hell you want to be, be like the Adams Family for? Yeah. Don't be the Monsters or the Adams Family. Be your goddamn self. Your daddy was the first black Navy SEAL. <laughs> you remember that, Jimmy Crenshaw? <laughs> your, your daddy, daddy was, was the first, first man to watch Navy SEAL. Don't be, <laughs> don't be Eddie Munster. Uh, be yourself. That is classic. Exactly, man. Fucking awesome. Mike Sasson. Man, thank you, Mikey, for being on the show today. We appreciate it, man. Very funny stuff. Great man. job, thank please, you. Honor. Thank please you. come back again. Absolutely. All right. Yes, that's a deal, man. Mike will definitely be back, and uh, Terry and Mike is a great time, man. Great time. A lot, of, a lot of fun. Thanks so much for listening once again, and I'll catch you next time. It's Jim Cren, no restrictions on the Sideshow Network. It's Terry Jones with the Jim Crenn No Restrictions comedy podcast only on the Sad Show Network. And I'm here with... Shani Allen. Uh, that, that ain't your name, man. You... I'm Lando Carissian. <laughs> That's right, man. Uh, it's, it's better. This is the better Lando. The other one uh, kind of dissed me. Uh, <laughs> was trying to get an interview, and his boy was like, he does not do interviews. 
And then the coolest thing that Billy D did was I said, hey, man, um, it's nice meeting you. You guys have a good day. He said, hey, you too. That was like the smoothest shit. The smoothest shit. So to be Lando, you got to be a smooth dude. Like you got a good grade of hair and everything, man. You are Lando. Had a coma out this morning. I drank a couple of Colt 45s before I came down. <laughs> Had to get in the mood. Had to get in the mood. Do they serve Colt 45 at uh, Jabba the Hutt's bar? Nah, nah, nah. They don't. They don't. They don't. You got it in Cloud City, though. You got it in Cloud City. On, on tap. On tap. On tap. They got Colt 45 on tap. Yeah. And uh, so, so what made you uh, dress as Lando today? Is it because Billy D was here? Did you get to meet him? Or I, I, I actually drove down from Canada. You're from Canada, bro. Yeah, I, I came down from Canada to see Billy D. This is amazing. What he, part of Canada? He's, I'm Toronto. Toronto. He's, he's nowhere. He's nowhere now. So I had to track him down the closest I could find him, which was Pittsburgh. So. Oh, that is so. Awesome. And you got to meet him. Not yet, not yet. Got a photo, a photo op at four forty-five. At four forty. Oh, please do time. not miss that. Yeah, yeah. you have a photo opportunity with Lando, exactly. dressed as Lando. Exactly. You cannot mess this. Exactly. Every black person on the planet <laughs> is. We are counting on you to get this goddamn picture with Billy D. Williams, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. It's it's great that you're here, man. And you know, thank you for your time and anything. Yeah. Did you have anything else that you wanted to say or put out there? What's your experience here at Still City Con? How has it been? I was I was very surprised. I was very surprised yeah. how big it is, how many people are here. Yeah. yeah. So I was expecting to come here and just be you know sitting on a couch talking to Billy all day because nobody's here, but it's ram packed. Yeah, so it's pretty good. Yeah, here. Uh, welcome to Pittsburgh, man. You know First we're. Yo, know, this is a great town. Make sure you know you get downtown, get yourself some good drinks and stuff yeah. like that. Hang out, yeah. enjoy the city. Uh, Every, you know it's a crazy town. Everybody been nice so far, so yeah, great, man. Great. I, hey, man, when I make it up to Canada, hopefully we yeah, connect, man. What, in what area of Canada again? Hamilton, so it's just outside of Toronto. So. Just outside of Toronto, so hopefully uh, do some shows up Toronto soon. So that was pretty big. It's yeah. almost, it's like almost on the same size as San Diego now. Not the same rep, but yeah. come up for Fan Expo every August. Okay, there you go, Fan Expo, and this is Terry Jones, and I am out. Jim Crane, no restrictions, only on the Sad Show Network. No restrictions.